Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. And it happens as simply as thinking with the end in mind. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for your future exit. Because a business worth selling is also a business worth owning. And I want to share strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something to share with you guys. I've put together an insightful and think outside the box live web class every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on Pacific Time. It is specifically designed for you to help you learn how to turn your business into one worth selling, even if you aren't thinking of selling it yet. Why now? Join me and find out all the benefits that come along with a sale-ready business. Register for free at exitwithaplan.com. So I'm really excited to have my guest on today, Steve Smith. He's a friend of mine. We've been working and co-working together. He's just a brilliant guy, and I can't wait to showcase him for, for you guys. So Steve is the owner of Growth Source Coaching, an Orange County, California-based business and executive coaching company that specializes in helping professionals become extraordinarily extraordinary leaders, savvy business owners, and confident marketing strategists. Steve's sole mission is to help business professionals develop their clarity, confidence, and operating performance so that they can play at their highest level. As a business and executive coach, Steve, Steve's clients consider him their catalyst for change. He works with senior level professionals to upgrade their thinking, demeanor, skills, confidence, and desire for action so that they can have greater impact. Steve also is a fellow podcaster and co-hosts a father and son duo podcast called The Business Wingman Show with his son, Travis. How cool is that? And he also authored uh, Leadership Axioms, The Timeless Principles for Leading in Business and in Life. So excited, Steve, to have you on Profit with a Plan podcast. Welcome. Well, Marcia, thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. I mean, we, we, we just, every time we get on the phone together, we have these long conversations of, of just ideas and sharing and, and ways that we lift up each other and mm -hmm. ways that we lift up our clients. And I think that that's really important to showcase when, um, when people are looking for the right kind of guidance for growing their business. Don't you agree? I, I totally agree. And, and the one thing I find most clients come start the engagement, you know, they're a little apprehensive, especially if they've never worked with a coach before. So many times I will tell them, okay, here's how this works. This is what I expect from you. This is what you expect from me. Um, many times what they're really anticipating is that they're going to showcase all the things they don't do right and they're going to get beaten up for it and then they're going to have to go away and try to do it better. And sometimes they do things really well. And so when you give them that acknowledgement and tell them, hey, look, you're already halfway down the road. It's not going to be as hard as you thought. You get these long silent, these long pauses on the phone, like they're trying to process it. Like, well, I didn't expect that. But and I breathe a little great. bit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great because I think most people don't ever really get acknowledged for what they do well. We've all been conditioned to point out the flaws. Mm. And, and after a while, you just you kind of walk around with this, this mindset that, you know, I've always got to do better because nothing I'm currently doing is good enough. 
the the ever the ever going or, or ongoing achievement of trying to be bigger, better, faster, stronger that right. we entrepreneurs live in. Right. You know, um, just that one more call or that extra hour or just let me do a little work on Saturday. It turns right. into a half yeah. day. And, and and for some people, there's there's no boundaries. They don't they don't they don't consciously cut things off, and then they wonder why, you know, their family's in the tank. Or why you know their employees don't seem to be gelling well. Mm. I mean, there's all this stuff going on around them, all these road signs that that from an outsider's perspective, you could say, okay, I see why that's happening. But when you're in the middle of it, when you're in the arena trying to keep the lions from eating your leg off, you know, you don't see it. All you all you're doing is fighting to 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 get free of that stuff. And so yeah, it, it does cloud a lot of people's perspective. And I think a lot of times people should sit back and say, you know what? I do a lot of things well, you know, mm. I am living a good life. I need to appreciate what I've accomplished. Pat yourself on the back and say, good job. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. that that's, that's that. you know, I, I, I have to agree with you. You know, I mean, just looking back at my own um, career and my own drive and guidance and, and I work with a, a life coach um, through one of my programs and she constantly says, well, don't ever say should, you know, say something that, you would say to encourage your best friend. You'd never talk to yourself or you would never talk to your best friend the way that you would talk to yourself. And I find that really interesting. And we should be cheerleading ourselves along the way going, great job. You got that client. You made that deal. You, you finished something on time. You know, those are good, good attributes to have. And you know, the, the, when I started coaching back in 2008, I actually bought into a franchise company. I was with for about two and a half years, and, and I loved, I loved their whole mantra of how they did things and their whole approach. And you know, they were just a young startup company, and they did, they didn't have the money to survive. And so, March of 2011, they went out. Hmm. Uh, which tough actually time. turned out to uh, be the tough best time thing of the year. Me. Yeah, uh, but it turned out to be the best thing for me because I basically had to say, all right. I'm not going back to my old career like all these other guys do. You know, people leave their careers. I want. To, I love coaching. I want to coach. And they realize how hard it is. And mm. so they went back and they were doing things that they did before. And I thought, you know what? I'm here to stay. I'm not looking to go back. So I had to repurpose everything. But I kept a lot of the material, a lot of the, the concepts that I learned from this franchise. And one of the things they were really big on was wordsmithing your own head. Mm. Meaning, to your point, which you just, the example you just <coughs> threw out there, if you say should a lot, they would come back and say, no, it's not a question of should, it's a question of will. Mm. You know, I should be doing X, Y, Z. No, I will be doing X, Y, Z. And they said, the more you train your head by saying the right things to it, the more you feed the inevitability of what you want, as opposed to chasing possibility that never shows up. Mm. I like that. I, and it's And it's so important in an environment where we are today, where... A lot of us have, have separated, we, like you said, we don't have those clean lines anymore of where work is and where home is because we're working from our home office. And, and so, you know, having that voice, that clear voice, that, that, that direction, that guidance, the, the best friend on your mm -hmm. shoulder and not the angel and devil, but, you know, the best friend on your shoulder that's, that's cheering you on um, and keeping you going. I think that's really good. Really good. Nice insights. All right. So, we're going to talk about some business growth ideas. And, and I think what you just gave us, what you just slipped in on the, under the carpet, there is a fantastic business growth idea. Me. 
I know this is really good because it's so it's so important how we how we keep ourselves going and motivating ourselves. But so we had talked a little bit before about you know how we how we stand out in the community and mm-hmm. and and represent ourselves. Um, tell me your idea on that and how that might be able to leverage um, our business growth. Okay, so I'm in a prof- the professional service category, as are you, mm-hmm. and, and I'm a solopreneur. Okay, so it's me, and, 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 and you know, even though the company isn't my name, which I, there was a reason I did that, you know, people, they see me out and all this stuff that I put out there to try to get people to know who I am and what I do. And as I've been working with executives for kind of a long period of time now, what I've realized is that for many, not all, but for many, there's this thinking running around in the back of their head that they're always questioning whether they're viable or not in their role. Mm-hmm. Am I relevant? You know, am I am I looked at as valuable by other people? Do people listen to me, or do they blow me off? You know, do I have trouble making relationships in a in a networking room? Am I am I am, am I creating impact around me? And they might be the smartest people in the organization, but they're still wondering whether that interface between them and the community around them, the environment around them, is actually making any headway. And so I started researching this and reading about it and thinking about it. What I came up with was a very simple kind of old world term that I've labeled all this with, and it's called clout. Do you have clout? And when I say that, what I mean is, are you the kind of individual that by reputation and by relationships that you build along the way, are you the kind of person that your, your image shows up in the room before you do? When people see that Marcia is showing up at this networking event, does that change their mind as to whether they're going to go? Wow. When you have a conversation with somebody and they ask for your advice and you say, okay, let me share some things with you I think might help you, and then you break away, are they still thinking about that conversation the next day? That's clout. Wow. That's That's that ripple in the pond effect. You're the rock that goes in, but minutes, hours, days later, are you still having impact with the environment you entered? If you can say yes to that, you have clout. Wow. That is that is seriously heavy stuff because we talked a little <laughs> bit about like being the influencer and that's not quite it. And, and, you know, do people recognize or your brand or your name, but that's not quite it. What you just pulled out was, like you said, impact. And are they continually, did you, your legacy, did you leave an imprint on the people around you that, that they're going, hmm, Marcia said, or Steve said, or gosh, I'm still thinking about that idea a moment later. That's powerful. Right. And it, it's not something, I mean, very few people achieve this just by happenstance. You know, and a lot of times we peg this kind of thing to actors and sports figures and people who are just out there in the community. They're on TV a lot. They've done some historic things with their career. So it's a little, it's a little more into like idol worship type stuff, which I'm not, I'm not talking about that at all. Can worship me. I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm really talking about is in your own business environment, can you walk into a situation or gather a team of people 
and create something that sustains itself after you leave. Mm -hmm. Because if you can, then all of a sudden you start realizing, gee, I have a project. I need to get a team of people around me. We don't have to go out and call 100 people and hopefully three answer the phone. You've got people that hear about that and say, I want to be a part of that. That's clout. When, when other people look at you and say, I don't know what it is, but that person always seems to make things happen. Whenever they're involved, I always get better than I thought. Now, you notice in explaining this, I'm not talking about the benefits to me. I'm talking right. about the impact that I leave on everybody around me. So somehow they find a way to register a victory as a part of me being involved in whatever we're doing. Okay, so here comes the million dollar question. How does somebody build clout? Because this is, I mean, the way you just described it is, it sounds to me like what anybody would want to be in their, in their business community. You know, they want to be known as that expert and, and that, that person, the, the go-to person and the connector and whatever else that they strive to do. So how does one get clout? How does one build it? Well, it's, it's a process that takes a long time. It's a journey like most business endeavors that you get into. But I really believe that it's centered on a few fundamental principles. Number one, know what lane of the highway you belong in. You, you probably yes. run into people before that jump around a lot. And, and every time you run into them, six, nine months in intervals, they're, they're doing some different business, right? Yeah. So, you know, you look, you say, or they, or they offer, or they offer a dozen different services and none of them come together. Like right. the realtor right. selling supplements. Right. I mean, right. So, yeah. So you're sitting there thinking, okay, I'm not sure I want to do business with that person because I'm not sure they know who they are. Mm -hmm. So it really starts with, do you know who you are? And I, I've read a couple of books recently that I thought were just fabulous in this area. They were talking about developing your own personal core principles. Things that you believe in and act on and will not give up under any circumstances. Because you don't have to go around handing out leaflets or reciting these to people, but in your normal interactions, people will start to recognize that's where he is. He's not mm -hmm. going to deviate. You know, that's what she believes in. That's what she's going to do. You can count on it. Mm. So a lot of people call it, you know, credibility, integrity. To me, sure. it's just having a really deep-seated belief system that is going to see you through thick and thin, that you're not going to have to worry about adjusting and morphing and changing along the way. You're always going to have it with you. And if you're in the right lane of the highway, you've got really well-seated values that you live by and work by and treat other people by. That's where it starts. Because mm. all people really want to know is, can I count on you? Yeah. If, I, if I put my trust in you, are, are, are you going to do right by me or are, am I going to get screwed as a result of this? Okay. Now, I ran into another principle. The second year I was in coaching, this one of a, a client, not my client, but a, a friend, coach friend of mine had this client, and she's got a horse ranch down in Escondido. And so she invited a group of us in for this demonstration. And she had these Belgian draft horses that they had trained to pick up and sense whether people are congruent or not. Now, I'd never heard really? this term before. Yeah, this is fascinating. <laughs> Evidently, in our being, you have an internal side 
how you really feel about yourself, okay? And you have an external side, what you project to everybody around you. Of course. Okay, and I'm seeing it now. People that are congruent are people whose insides and outsides match. Mm. What you are on the inside, how you see yourself on the inside, what you think about yourself on the inside is projected the same on the outside. People who are incongruent, they don't have a match. There's something, you know, there's something they're struggling with on the inside. There's, there, there, there's something about them on the inside that they don't want the outside world to know about. We went to this farm with all these horses all over the place and they put us through all these exercises and these horses responded to our commands according to whether they saw us as being congruent or not. Wow. Most fascinating thing I ever involved in. In fact, at the end of the day, we had one guy that just completely broke down the group. Can't tell you who he is or where he comes from, but he broke down and, and she was like really concerned. She says, look, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, what, what can we do to help? And he says, no, he goes, this has been, this is something I should have done two years ago. He said, the reason the horse is not responding to me and everybody's kind of talking about what's going on with me, he goes, it's because, because I'm gay and I've never told anybody. Wow. The okay. sensed his internal struggle versus how he was projecting himself on the outside. And the horse couldn't sit there and say, hey guys, something wrong with him. The horse just did what the horse does. And he finally picked up on the yeah. fact that the horse knew what his secret was and he needed to, he needed to say something. Like wow. So what I, what I took from that was, even though these horses are well-trained to kind of sense this for your betterment so you can figure your own self out, everybody you walk into has a, a filtering zone, a comfort zone, right? And they meet, you, you've met people before and you, yeah. you already know their name the minute they approach you, you just feel weird. It's like, I don't know about this person. And right. People, you just gravitate to it, right? Right. That's where all that comes from. It's that negative positive energy flow that emanates from whether you're congruent or not. That's the attraction level that causes people with great levels of clout to enjoy yeah. loyal followings, close relationships, people who don't disappoint them, people who are anxious to work with them because they've, they've centered themselves. They have that inner level of confidence that says, I know who I am, I know my value, I know what I'm gonna do and I know what I'm not gonna do. And I'm gonna treat everybody with respect, but I'm gonna pick and choose who, who, I, who I can work with, who I can serve. And inside, I'll be happy with that. I, I'm not, there's not gonna be any internal struggle about the decisions I'm making. I'm settled with what I'm doing. I think everybody has probably been in one way, in one time in their life where they felt like, gosh, I feel like I'm just putting a square peg into a round hole. Nothing's right. working. And then there's been those um, bright times of like, wow, this feels good. This feels right. This is working because I think that's, that's the piece is that when you're, when you're in your zone, or what many people call your genius, you know, yes. when you're in that zone, working where you're supposed to, doing the things that you wholeheartedly believe that you is your gift to the world, and you work that and develop that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've seen exactly it. People that are so attractive, and and have their cadence, and and they just go through, and and people believe, yes, that they're yes, the right person right to solve that solve. So. Another, another one of my advisors called it the attractive character. 
and not attractive in prettiness, but attractive in everything you've just said. There's a, there's so a that's seduction. fantastic. Right, there's a seduction. And many times when you run into people who have these qualities, what you immediately find out is that they're very humble in their approach. Mm-hmm. They don't outwardly promote their their strong spots or their, their great things or you know you you want I mean like I've run to people like the minute you meet them they want to, they want you to read their resume you know because it's <laughs> it's it's taped on their left arm right you know, folks that really genuinely exude clout they don't promote themselves that way they let you come to them and figure it out on your own yeah. on your own speed and I think that's the thing that really makes it very, as you said, very attractive because yeah. what you realize is that this is the genuine article. You know, this is not somebody that is trying to lure me in with, you know, with all this frontal positioning that uh, that is going to you know, make me think that I'm, I've just run into, you know, the next, you know, they, they peacock feathers. Yeah, peacock feathers are, are very what genuinely, I was told. and they always do it with the other person in mind. Yeah. Uh, I read a book a number of years ago that changed a lot of how I looked at things. It's called uh, Servant Leadership. What's it and called? It has again? some servant leadership. Okay. It was written by um, Ken. Um, gosh, his name will come to me. He actually co-wrote it. And there are some kind of religious principles baked into it, but the, but the end result is, and uh, Simon Sinek actually talks about this. If mm. you were watching mm-hmm. his videos, uh, it's this whole idea of giving of what you have so that other people can benefit yeah and when you do that there's this other thing if you ever study the law of attraction where there's the law of reciprocity mm-hmm. it literally eats people alive trying to figure out how to pay you back yes so yeah. all of these little things that are done very methodically and continually along the way build a kind of an unwritten unseen reputation of that's the person you want to be talking with. right you get to that point you don't have to do any really aggressive sales tactics to earn clients. They just find you. I like this. I like the I like the concept. I like I like the other side of it. You know, I mean, for from my personality, my personality is that that's that's my love language or whatever is to, to receive accolades, mm-hmm. right? So that works perfect for me in that world. And I know there's a lot of listeners out there that are saying, well, how could I get that clout and how could I do it, especially with the new environment that we're in, that we're a lot of times we're digital um, or they're out there on social media trying to do this kind of thing as a marketing ploy, you know, to <clears throat> we've all had we've all had that person on LinkedIn that friends you because they have a friend of a friend. And the next right. thing you know, they, they haven't even met you really. And they're already pitching their product. At you. <laughs> and it's like, do, do you know me? You know, you're telling me all my problems and you haven't even asked me if those are my problems or you're just assuming they're my problems. I mean, how do you know I'm not uh, already a seven-figure dollar or a seven-figure business and you're telling me I want to strive for a seven-figure So, But I think think that this method can be really executed well on social media by giving that value first and showcasing that you're in that giver's environment and and really the expertise that you do by giving and and serving and when they're ready even you're giving your best stuff you know they can't execute it on their own you know the 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 small majority can execute it on their own but by giving freely of that value 
and creating that clout and being the authority and, and the known because of the, your actions. Yes. Yes. In fact, then that one, of the, one of the skills money. that is a great starter skill to help you along this journey, that if you, if you figure out how to make it work for yourself and you do it all the time, you will get notoriety by doing nothing else. And it's called listening. <laughs> what a novel concept. What a novel concept. <laughs> But I mean, I literally will go into networking events and go around and meet people and ask a few kind of open-ended starter questions and then I'll listen to whatever they have to say. And I might go through an hour and a half networking and not said anything about myself that, that you could put in a five-minute reel. Mm. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because I have people that will email me or or call me and say, you know, I saw you in that, that meeting and I so wanted to come over and say hi and, and, and get together and I just didn't have time. And so they find a way to get to you anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't and know about most, you, when I first started this, people said, bring plenty of business cards. I'm going to go to these chamber events and hand out all your business. Well, you know what was happening? Everybody that had an MLM business was contacting me trying to sell stuff. So now I bring a few business cards, but I don't hand any to anybody. I wait for somebody to ask. Mm-hmm. And if two or three 100%. people ask, fine, you can have my card. If not, I'm not giving them to anybody. Yeah, um, I haven't. I've hardly yeah. given out business cards in the last year. So I'm I'm right there with you. I think that that's a fantastic model of, you know, and and I've been in that experience the same way where you you go and you you ask them about their business because everybody likes to talk about themselves, right. and I like to be the first person to be in the the inquirer and say, hey, tell me about your business or tell me about you or or something that, that starts a conversation. And then they walk away afterwards and go, God, that was the best conversation I ever had, yes, right? Yes. They didn't even ask me who, what uh, look, I did. I've, you know? I've had a handful of executive clients over the last couple of years, and many of them were women, okay? And in the course of kind of dissecting what they really needed help with, you would find out that they were very nervous about doing networking, that mm. they didn't feel like you were good with small talk and because they didn't want to talk politics and didn't know enough about sports, they kind of felt like they were on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can help you fix that right now. Before you get off the phone, we'll have that fixed. And they're like, what? You know, they're expecting me to give them some long, you know, multi-step process to learning how to be a better conversationalist. I said, go in and have two questions in your back pocket, two questions that anybody can answer. And when you meet somebody and you get through the little perfunctory, this is who I am, this is what I do, and here's where I came from, ask them one of the two questions. And then just sit back and listen. You don't have to say okay. a word, you don't have to know anything about, you know, who won the Super Bowl last year, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you're maintaining eye contact and reflectively in your face, acknowledging that you're hearing what they're saying. That's all you gotta do. You don't need to know anything else. Okay, you're killing me now. What are the two questions? It can be any two questions you want. One of the things oh. I said, when people tell me, you know, oh, I'm Steve Smith and this is what I do. One of my favorite questions is, wow, that's fascinating. How did you get into that line of work? Here comes the half hour conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One way conversation. Trouble, <laughs> then you have trouble shutting them up, you know? Right. Um, or in the process, it's usually good to have a starter question. And as you're listening, have a follow up, mm-hmm. you know, and you can control a conversation and not say a word. And you know what, that is, that is so true. If you have a question that gets them talking and you genuinely listen, you're going to find the next 
level in there. If you're thinking about what you're going to do for dinner or who else you need to meet here or, or God, that client that I've been working with and I've got to do this, 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 and that you didn't hear a thing they said. So that's why you can't carry on the conversation. Right. And here's another little tip on the networking circuit. You know how you go in and you bump into somebody, oh, hi. And like all of a sudden you realize you can't get 10 seconds into a conversation and somebody else is showing up. Mm-hmm. If you can figure out how to break that habit, and it is a habit, you know, it's that shiny object thing about, oh my God, who's coming in here that I need to be seen with or talked to. If you can forget about that for a while, just stay focused on the person that met, you'll do more for your relationship with that person and anything that happens subsequent to that than all the ping-ponging around the room trying to see how many people you can talk to. Exactly. And and now in the environment where we're not networking as much in person, I think you can still do this digitally, whether you're on a Zoom call, because we're we're in a we're in a provisors group where where there could be 60 or like this morning, 120 people on the call, you know, and and you go into breakout rooms and that's where you can really engage with people. But I think even in in social media and and you know, networking and getting engagement that way, I think if you lean into the conversation and be genuine about it. You know, you can network online just as easy as you can in person and probably meet a lot more people if you're clear and you and you know who you want to meet and what the goal of the conversation is without handing your business card, without, you know, doing the hard pitch right away, but genuinely asking about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a, They'll as probably the, tell you all the opportunities they're looking for, too, that you can <laughs> solve or you know who could solve well, them for. People, when people realize that you are genuinely interested in them because you're listening to them, they will tell you stuff that they would not tell their spouse. uh, Look, I've had people in mid-sentence stop cold and just look at me and say, I don't even know why I told you that. (laughs) Like, well, okay, I didn't ask you for that, but you felt comfortable sharing. I'll listen. That's right. So many people walk around in their, their personal and business lives today and they feel like Nobody's listening. Mm. And here we've got all this crap flying around us, you know, the technology-wise, phones and social media and texting and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's Pavlov's dog going crazy. You know, yes. the little pinging from your phone and you pull it out of your pocket. And I have to turn it off all the time yeah. because I'm constantly distracted off of right. it. So and so if you can just develop a reputation of being a good listener, you don't have to really say much at all. And you can be a great conversationalist with, with just an opening question. Love it. Love it. So this is a big key to having that clout and being known as a person who they want to refer or do business with or has added value. And it all starts with that basic listening. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love it. So with this, let's, let's kind of, let's close the circle on the clout um, and briefly bring that back to center stage, because this is really important. It's a really important piece for whether you're an attorney, you're a dentist, you're a plumber, you know, you're a realtor, you want to be known for what you do and be the person. And I'm thinking based on this conversation that it's all about that clout. Absolutely. Because if you can very clearly articulate what you want out of, out of life, out of business, out of the career pursuits you're, you're going after, if you clearly know what you want and you know why you want it, 
everything else will fall into place at some point. But most people walk around not really sure about what they want. And then when something cool comes into their head, they're struggling now to they're figure out ahead. why that's the one they should choose. So they just kind of walk around in this perpetual state of confusion. And yeah. sometimes you have to really, and, and it took me years to figure this out, you have to really be able to set the, what I call the no boundary. Be okay saying, hey, that looks great, but no no for me. Yeah, owning your, owning your no's and honoring your yeses. Absolutely. And in fact, um, I used to be in a sales role many, many years ago. It was very competitive, very kind of high pressure. You always get these people trying to sell you stuff. I used to say, look, do you need an answer now? Yeah, yeah, I want an answer now. Okay, the answer is no. If you need it now, it's always going to be no. Never going to change. Right. Right. And eventually, people learn that about you, and they stop doing the irritating behavior you're trying to get rid of. Right. That's that's so true. I mean, we have all to have honor honor what you believe in. Mm, you I like that, that. Other people will pick up eventually. You know, some people quick, some people not. But if people will figure out that you have principles, you have direction, you know what you want, you know what you're good at, you're willing to help, but there's a limit to what you do. And mm -hmm. that's that's seductive to people because it's like, oh, wow, I wish I could be that well put together. You know, I'm a train wreck at home. Why can't, why can't it be like that? Right. I think, you know, it, it's, it's so funny because I'm visualizing all these people with all these examples and stories you've been telling us, Steve, throughout the, the conversation today. I mean, every time you bring up another point, I see another person that I know who's <laughs> acting that way. And, and I, you know, it, it's just, there's so many out there and I think it would be easy for those that are aware of clout and how to engage in it and to honor themselves for them to elevate themselves very quickly. Yes. Very quickly. Because it's not a crowded so field, believe me. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm going to say, because there's, there's so many, there's so many people down below going, oh, well, today I do this. And, oh, I heard so-and-so is doing that. So tomorrow I, I do that, or I do this too. Or, or I started you, I, I thought I knew you as, as, a, as doing this and now you're doing this. Okay. You, you're, you're, you're losing credibility with me you, because you you're not staying know, You and I both know people in our networking circles that make a career path out of doing stuff like that. And they're nice people. There's nothing wrong with them personally. But they've they've shot their, their themselves in the head because they so change too. gears for no apparent reason, and then people are like, "Well, I don't know if I can send anybody to you because I don't I, know who you're going to be next week." So true, and it doesn't mean you can't change and evolve. Right. That's not the point. Right. The point is if you're if you're constantly changing, going after the latest greatest you know new concept, or or you're saying, "Oh, you you do this now," when you were doing something else last week. Right. You know, it takes a while to build that credibility. Well, why did you shift? And if they go, well, I didn't shift. I just added this piece on. And as far as I'm concerned, I saw a shift. So, so making sure that, that you're honoring, I love this back to the circle here. You're honoring the values and beliefs that you have and you're passionate about it and you're clear. And I think that clarity brings that horse over to you, right? And, wow. and, and starts saying, you're on point. And when you're on point, that becomes the attractive club. And the beautiful part about that is when you're on point, you don't actually have to make the point. Everybody gets the point. <laughs> well said. Well said. I love this. This has been a fantastic conversation, Steve. Thanks I mean, for, different angle. People are thinking, right? Yeah. So where can listeners find out more about you? Uh, I'd like to direct everybody to my website, which is growthsourcecoaching.com. 
Uh, everything that I do, everything that I talk about is on there. Uh, you can watch videos, you can read articles, you can kind of see where my specialties are. And if you like what you see, there's a box there you can sign up and I'll get right, right back to you. If you don't like it, that's fine. Take what you like off the website, do something with it. Because I always tell yeah. people whether you like me or not, if you like what I'm telling you, do something with it and then continue to find somebody you really feel good about that can help you. But if you think I can do it, then that's the place to start. Fantastic. And you know, um, nobody's on an island alone. You know, um, we in the coaching and consulting world offer tremendous value to businesses trying to grow and see things because oftentimes you being inside the business can't see the forest through the trees. And so having uh, someone who has guided others in the past to get and achieve the goals that they have can really be an amazing tool and support for growing your business. So fantastic stuff. And uh, Steve, you definitely give it away. So I love it. Love it. Love it. All right. It's been great to be on here. Absolutely. We just, I mean, the value that you provided was, was, was just so worth the the time. And I'm, I'm sure listeners, you found an idea or two to put into your business today from Steve, that'll help you be more profitable. I mean, this, this clout idea is, is really, um, it's, it's a, it's a shift and it's an important shift that I think can really leverage your business. Thank you. And yeah, absolutely. And now more than ever, it's important to build your own business. Like you want to sell it. So don't forget to register for my new web class on how to turn your business into one worth selling, even if you aren't thinking of selling it yet. There are tons of benefits to having a sale-worthy business today and tomorrow when you want to retire or next year or 10, 15 years from now. It'll be on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So go register for free at exitwithaplan.com. You don't want to miss this class. And as always, Stephen, I would love to hear your questions or feedback. Tell us what you think about clout and how you might take this and implement this in your business um, to leverage and elevate uh, where you stand in the um, in the business world that you're in right now. So comment and don't forget to subscribe on today's podcast. You can always catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, Steve. Thank you.